and welcome to our first podcast. Um, I'm so excited to be joined today by uh, Michael Teague, our author at McGraw-Hill. Uh, he's a professor emeritus at University of Iowa, Department of Health and Human Physiology. So hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. Glad to be joining you. Absolutely. And my name is Meredith Leo DeJano. I am the marketing manager for the Health and Human Performance Portfolio at McGraw-Hill. Um, and so I have a couple questions, Michael, if that's okay to get started today. Um, so you write this book called Your Health Today, along with a couple authors, uh, other additional colleagues. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, what was your motivation to write the book initially? Uh, in 1990, I started teaching a uh, personal health course at the University of Iowa, and that was the, the time in the late 80s and the early 90s when many colleges and universities were beginning to teach large lecture in that personal health courses. And so as part of that process, um, I was uh, hired as a consultant by several publishing companies, including McGraw, to evaluate personal health books that are on the market. And there are a lot of excellent books in that. But the one thing that we noticed uh, most was all the books were behavior changed. There was no inclusion of an ecological foundation, which is more of an environmental influence on, on health. And we viewed it as being a victim-blaming ideology, and we felt it was time to be more balanced, where you look not only at behavior changed, but you, look, you looked at environmental influences on public health. Uh, in addition, in, a, in evaluating books uh, over a decade or so, uh, chapters were always the same. There were never any new chapters. It was very stagnant. And we felt it was important to cover some different topics. Uh, for example, in our first edition, we had an entire chapter on sleep. Most personal health books gave one page, and usually that was included under mental health. And a lot of people don't realize that sleep is either the number two or the number one risk factor associated with health. Um, the second uh, thing we noticed that weight management uh, chapter included body image, but body image was not that emphasized. So we created a second chapter on body image. And then third, we felt it was important to cover complementary health. So in our first edition, we really uh, added in that uh, three new chapters, sleep, body image, and complementary health. And of course, when you add new uh, topics, you're going to have to, uh, new chapters rather, you're going to have to merge other chapters. And most books were merging unintentional and intentional injuries. And we didn't feel intentional injuries was, was receiving sufficient attention. Uh, the environment was either totally deleted out of personal health books or not uh, covered well uh, in those books. So we wanted to make sure we included a separate chapter on the environment. And then the final one, in terms of a new emphasis, was relationships and sexual health. Relationships and sexual health were normally collapsed into one chapter, and we felt it was important that they each have their own chapter. So we created a relationship chapter, and we created a sexual health chapter. So that was really our motivation. We just felt it was time to begin moving personal health books in a different direction. Fantastic. Well, it sounds super interesting, and I just wanted to see, now that we have the seventh edition coming out, what would you say the evolution of this book has looked like over the past seven, seven editions? I think one of the biggest influences, we went from the first to the seventh edition. Uh, again, when we, part of our motivation was begin looking more in that at ecological influences, and a way of expressing that is through public health. Uh, there's always been kind of a, 
a difficult relationship between those who are in personal health and those who are in public health. Individuals that come from a personal health training like I did, but I also came from public health, they felt threatened in that by public health trying to take over personal health. And so with each edition, we began addressing more and more of the ecological influences on health. Uh, secondly, in that um, we didn't do it well, I don't think, in the first couple of chapters, but we are moving from Chapter 7 into Chapter 8, where we're going to spend more time on diversity and inclusion. If you look at most books, when they talk about diversity and inclusion, it's nothing more than having a picture or using uh, names like Pedro and saying that's diversity and inclusion. At the University of Iowa, this year, we actually changed our personal health course in that to include diversity and inclusion as a major, as a major feature. And that's because uh, personal health at the University of Iowa is actually a general education course, and we fall under the diversity and inclusion umbrella. So we're moving in that direction. The third thing we're trying to do in evolving from the 7th to the 8th edition is to restructure a lot of the personal health portfolios. It's important that we're able to link those to uh, technology programs like Connect. Fantastic. I'm really excited about this new edition, and it just really sounds like it's going to speak to a lot of what other universities are going through right now and, you know, developing a similar programs. So I'm glad that you spoke to that. Um, and thinking about the future, how do you see the eighth edition perhaps evolving as well? Well, that's what I think in the eighth edition is, uh, and it's going to be a challenge, is building in more diversity and inclusion as topics, not as pictures and not as names that are included in the chapter. That's our biggest challenge. Uh, in the health portfolios, is the second big, biggest challenge, is linking that more to connect. Uh, it's something that connects us as experienced this fall, and I'm sure many instructors teaching personal health are having the same problem. A lot of the links that we use for assessments uh, that are online, uh, they are suddenly dropped. And then you're stuck in that how you can provide uh, the information that's needed for personal health portfolios. So we've been working closely uh, with Connect over the past six months and trying to figure out how we can provide sufficient links in that for the uh, health portfolios. But those would be the two biggest things. We'll be in that uh, providing uh, more in terms of health portfolios and a lot more depth on diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that, um, you know, updating links, you know, they frequently go away, that sort of thing, but, you know, that's an exciting element of how we can keep it fresh and current, um, as well as adding things like Nutrition Calc Plus to our Connect courses. So more to come on that. Very exciting. And I just wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about you and your book, and we're just all really excited and grateful for your perspective. So thanks so much, and we look forward to the next podcast. Take care. Thank you.